Welcome to the Revelation Project Podcast. I'm Monica Rogers, and this podcast is intended to disrupt the trance of unworthiness and to guide women to remember and reveal the truth of who we are. We say that life is a revelation project, and what gets revealed gets healed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Project Podcast. I'm your host, Monica Rogers. Happy New Year, and what a year it's been. So I wanted to just say a couple of things before we start. And one is that I think it's important that I acknowledge just the crazy making that's going on right now in the world. I don't want to step over it. And certainly my goal in having this podcast is to bring guests in who can speak on relevant topics. And so one of the relevant topics that I really see in this unbecoming world, because that's also what's happening, right? We are in the great unbecoming. We are in the great turning. We are in the great transition. We are in the Sophia century. We are in the feminine returning. We are in the feminine rising. Whatever you want to call this time period, it's an epoch. And we came here, like we volunteered to be here. And if it's true that water seeks its own level and you listen to this podcast regularly, then that's you. Do you know that? I think you do. Like You know that you were made for these times. If you're listening to this podcast, you were made for these times. Newsflash. So my goal is to really bring in guests who can help us navigate these times, sense what's happening in these times, see through different perspectives about what's going on during these times that can take us down different rabbit holes that we may have been afraid to go down up until now. Because as more of these veils lift during these apocalyptic times, and that's what apocalypse means, to lift the veils, we're starting to see where the illusions have been, where we've been putting our safety or our trust in people that don't deserve to be trusted, honestly. And actually, that brings me to trust in general. I think that one of the things that we talk about a lot on this podcast, if the goal is to trust people out there, then we really are screwed. What we're really up to here is learning how to trust ourselves. That I'm learning how to trust that Monica can navigate these times with the help of my friends and with the help of my community, right? That I'm not alone. But in order to navigate skillfully, we've got to acquire the skills and the tools to be able to hold what needs to be held and to be able to witness what needs to be witnessed in order to help it transform. Because we're somewhere in the birth canal but we have a long way to go. Like we're still in like the mild contractions phase. And I'm not saying that to be like a doomsday agent or anything like that. I just think things are going to get tough and they're going to get crunchy and they're going 
to need to like have some practices in place. And we're also going to have to be exposed or be willing to be exposed to alternatives when it comes to healing and when it comes to feeling better. Because we can't extend our capacity to hold more when we're already depleted. And that's unfortunately what happens out there when we don't know how to take care of ourselves and we don't know how to turn away and still witness. I'm still witness what's going on, but we're often like harming ourselves because we're so horrified. We don't have the emotional capacity or resilience or relational skills built to actually kind of endure the pain of what we're watching play out. And so many of us are falling into despair and that, that can't happen either. I mean, it can, right? Like it can, but hopefully not for long. What the goal is here is to build a muscle of resiliency because we're in the training period. I really believe that we are in the training period right now. So I'm inviting us to listen in, in a new way this season. I'm inviting us to listen for ways that are going to expand our capacity to hold the tension in places where there's cognitive dissonance, in places where it's hard for us to listen because it goes so against what we've been taught. It challenges our conditioning so hard that it actually scrambles our eggs where we're like, what? Those are the kinds of guests I'm bringing on this season. Okay. So just fair warning, fair warning. And I promise you're going to have the time of your life. We've got this. Let's not forget to laugh. But I didn't want to like introduce my next guest without acknowledging like what's here right now. Cause there's like a lot here and it's devastating. Okay. Two or three little things before you meet Tom. And one is just a little non disclosure or whatever that I'm yelling a little bit in this episode because I met Tom in his laboratory and all of his machine was going. I don't know about you, but like my husband has challenging hearing in one ear. So my whole thing is like, if he says what to say it louder and Tom wasn't even saying what, but like all of the noise was making me just ask him questions louder and talk louder than I normally was. So like it's a ha ha on me in this episode. So just bear with me. And then the two other things are if you have not yet signed up for the giveaway, Every just giveaway becomes better than the next. So if you're listening for the first time and don't know about the giveaway, please go to jointherevelation.com. Get on the list. If you're someone who loves the divine feminine, the sacred feminine, the sacred masculine, you're curious, you want to learn more, and you're in your own unbecoming process that's all about untangling from your own conditioning, learning how to say yes to the mess, speaking the truth about your life then you are perfect for the giveaway because those are the kinds of gifts and books that are curated for each box. So please, please go to jointherevelation.com and join us. And then the next announcement is that I have 
a couple of different ideas percolating in the background. And I would love to actually hear from you and hear your feedback and even talk to you directly. So if you're somebody that wants to give me feedback, if you are a listener and you actually have had ideas like, wait, why isn't there a Revelation Project podcast community? Like, I'd actually love to meet some other listeners. Like, then I would love to hear from you. Like, do you have ideas like that that you want to share with me that you feel like are missing? Or do you want to give me some feedback or ideas about other guests that you think would be great for the podcast? Do you want to tell me? you know, what things you'd like to hear less of, what you want to hear more of, because I've got actually a survey for you, but I'd also love to just dialogue with you through email. So all you need to do is email me at hello at jointherevelation.com and I will get your email. And in the subject line, just say survey. And I will respond to you immediately or as soon as possible. And you and I can start up a chat because I'd love to hear from you. And then on a final note, please check back to jointherevelation.com slash unbecoming because we are kind of percolating another sisterhood circle right now. And you can be on the wait list if you want to hear more. And if you're someone who is wanting to build those muscles that I was talking about earlier and develop tools for how to navigate these challenging times, then one of these sisterhood circles would be the perfect place to do it. So please join me. Please join us. Like we would love to have you. Okay, on to the main show. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Project podcast. Today, I'm with Tom Palladino, and we're here to talk about scalar light and the healing energy that is the scalar light. And you're going to learn all about it today, but it's been a fascinating process for me to start to use the scalar energy. And before we begin, I want to really just give you a little bit of background about what scalar energy is and who Tom is. So scalar energy is the fundamental life force found everywhere in the world, in the space, in universe. It originates from the sun and the stars. You could call it chi, prana, om, mana, life force. Some call it pyramid energy or zero point energy. These are all terms synonymous for scalar energy. And Tom began working and researching scalar energy during his undergraduate years. He was inspired by various scientists, including Nikola Tesla, who I'm really actually super excited to talk more about Nikola Tesla today. He was curious to learn more about the existence of an energy that was not of the electromagnetic spectrum. So he pursued a course of independent study in order to better understand and subsequently harness scalar energy. And 
What I've come to learn is that this is an emerging science that is not taught at the university level. So many independent scientists such as Tom have really been digging into this energy and understanding how to use it. And what's going to be really fascinating about today's episode is we're going to talk about all of the ways it can support you in your health journey. So please join me in welcoming our guest, Tom. Hi, Tom. Monica, thank you for the invite. Pleasure to be here. So glad to have you. Oh, my goodness. Well, first of all, I want to just start by saying that you were kind enough to get me using the scalar energy. And I wanted to just start with how you invited me really just by using a photograph to submit a photograph and to have it start working. And I submitted um, my family, including my brother. And it was my brother and I that would hop on the phone once a day for the first week and we would check in with how each other was feeling. And I'll, I'll tell you more about that in a minute. But first, can you tell us about the photograph and how that works? Sure. We're not working with electricity, as Monica mentioned. We're working with a different energy. It's the energy from the sun and the stars. So with that in mind, I only work with photographs of people. Why? A photograph has a signature. It has energy attached to it. So this is not an in-person session. If we were working with electricity, you'd have to perform this in person. Well, we're not doing that. People bilocate or people can be in two places at once by way of their photograph. So Monica and her family sent me, emailed me their photograph. In other words, Monica and her family bilocated to my laboratory. And through the force field, through the energy field on the photograph, this is how these sessions are administered to photographs. It's the new science. Yeah, so there's a quantum element to this energy. And I totally hear that in the bilocation of the energy. And I want to really also create a framework for my audience because this technology has actually always been... Been here, but I'd love for you to tell a little bit more of the history and all of the many scientists who have used this energy in different ways, including any involvement with Nikola Tesla. I believe Nikola Tesla was the first scientist to create a scalar energy instrument. He actually erected a tower in Colorado Springs in 1899. Now, upon close observation of those photographs from 1899, you will recognize there's no electrical wires leading into the tower. He's nowhere near an electrical power plant. He's up in the high in the Rocky Mountains. And so his experiments with scalar energy simply harness the energy that was abundant in the Rocky Mountains. This is a new science in which you're not working with electricity. Rather, you can harness the energy in the atmosphere from the sun and the stars. Now, with that statement, I think the world... The, the curiosity of people should be piqued because the world needs clean, free, inexpensive, if you will, and, and carefree energy. That's what Tesla developed. What do I mean by carefree? That there's no pollution. There's no carbon footprint. You simply tap into the energy that's ambient in our atmosphere. So this is the future. We're going into the quantum realm. 
We're no longer using electricity or oil or, or hydrogen powered. We're going into the era that we can tap the energy of the sun and the stars, free, clean energy for mankind. And from my understanding, Tom, as well, this involves cognitive, emotional, physical. This affects us at all levels. Is that correct? That's correct. Why? Well, let's look at energy. Energy is fundamental. What do I mean by that? Energy abides by the laws of science. So as a scientist, when I'm working with a scalar energy instrument, I work with the laws of science, and the laws of science apply to us spiritually, in the cognitive sense, in the emotional sense, in the physical sense. So once I tap into scalar energy, I have a direct, if you will, interface with soul, mind, and body. And this is my statement to the audience. Scalar energy, the instructions of the universe, allow to access soul, mind, and body. It's quite profound, but this is, if you will, this is our Rosetta Stone. This will allow us to, if you will, have a dominion over nature. And when, what do you mean when you say that, a dominion over nature? Okay. Now, keep in mind, energy is fundamental. Energy dictates nature. So when I'm working with scalar energy, these are the instructions of nature, soul, mind, and body. In other words, I believe scalar instructions are responsible for our feelings, our emotions, our physical well-being. I believe scalar energy is responsible for thinking. That is, a thought or deduction is some type of non-physical energy, scalar energy. I believe a prayer or meditation is a form of a scalar wave, a scalar emanation. So all activity, all action has to be, if you will, guided by some type of instruction. Scalar energy, scalar light are the instructions of everything. Everything needs intelligence. Scalar energy, scalar intelligence dictates soul, mind, and body. So Tom, tell me this. How, what is your understanding of disease and how do people get sick and why? Disease is misinformation. Disease is faulty information. If we had perfect information, perfect instructions, perfect scalar energy instructions, disease would be impossible. I believe that there, there is a heaven. And to that extent, I believe there's no disease or death in heaven because it's perfect. Why? It's perfect scalar energy. So if I believe in angels, I do. I believe those angels are immortal. They're immune to any disease because they're made out of composed of scalar light. So I'm really working with the angelic dimension here. Some people call this interdimensional travel. Others simply call this consciousness. Somebody might call this pyramid energy or the mind of God. This is indeed a different dimension. We're no longer working with Newtonian physics. We're working in a different dimension in which we can assure ourselves to have this if you will, interface with the divine light. Scalar light is nothing short of a divine energy, a divine light. Once you tap into that perfect energy, you tap into perfect instructions. And to, if you were to really extend that statement, if we were immersed in scalar energy, perfect scalar energy force field, you could not die. You cannot age. You cannot have disease. You would have perfect memory. You would be the perfect human being. And Tom, what would you say? All right, let me put it this way. What I hear you saying is that 
we're getting imperfect or maybe this is the wrong word for it, but corrupted energy. Where is the corruption coming from? From electricity and magnetism. There are two energies. The initial energy of the universe is scalar energy. It's perfect. Scalar energy then degrades in many environments, will convert into electricity and magnetism. There have been studies that have been conducted with electromagnetic fields vis-a-vis scalar energy fields. Biological life lasts longer, has a longer lifespan in a scalar energy force field as opposed to an electromagnetic force field. Now, as evidence of that, some people have conducted experiments with pyramids. A pyramid will, if you will, capture scalar energy. And many times you could put a piece of fruit in a pyramid and the, the decay of the fruit is attenuated and that fruit will not decay as quickly as it would if we were just sitting on your kitchen countertop outside of the pyramid. So what's the point here? We've proven this with pyramids and obelisks that certain types of structures, a pyramid or obelisk, will slow down biological decay, or in some cases will serve to cure disease. How does that happen? It's from the instructions in the pyramid or the obelisk. Fascinating. Okay. So when people approach you, well, first of all, give me a little bit of background in terms of how long you've been doing this and how long you've been offering it to the public. And then what I'd love to know is, what are people coming to you with? What kinds of diseases or issues, challenges? Sure. Sure. To put this in perspective, I'm 63 years of age. I've been researching now for the past 50 years. I've been able to work with scalar energy instruments since 1993. So I'm going on 30 years of hands-on experience with these instruments. So I know a little bit about how the energy behaves. My website has been public now for 12 months. And thank God for a grassroots following because that's what I depend upon, people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, how did I discover this? Well, I was fortunate enough to meet at the family Hieronymus. Hieronymus was an American inventor. I never met him, Galen Hieronymus, but I met his wife, Sarah Hieronymus. And quickly, that family introduced me to scalar energy theory and practice. I was actually able to buy a scalar energy instrument from the Hieronymus family back in the 90s. Now, what's pertinent about that is he's one of the few inventors who ever mastered scalar energy to the point of engineering an instrument. The key is this. You have to be able to engineer an instrument and prove that this works, abides by the laws of science. I have that ability in my laboratory, in my scalar energy laboratory. So this is a scientific approach through engineered instruments that show a repeatable process. In other words, we're following the laws of science, and when we do that, the process is always repeated. We can prove time and time again that, yes, indeed, we are following the laws of immutable science, so to speak. Now, I have perfected a number of techniques with the instrument, and I'm going to explain how this works. If I were to take a photograph, a magnified photograph of a fungus, let's say I have a photograph of Candida albicans, that serves as the instructions for my instrument. So picture this. A magnified photograph of a fungus is placed inside the instrument. That instrument then looks at the energy or the quantum field or the signature of the fungus on the photograph. 
So just visualize how a photograph has, if you will, captured the quantum signature of some type of organism. And hence, the instrument then can look at that fungus and reduce it to a state of chaos. It can release the molecular bonds. So everything has molecular intelligence. A scalar energy instrument will look at candida albicans or any fungus, will ascertain its signature, its quantum field, and then reduce it to a state of chaos. That is possible because on account of the fact that scalar energy allows us to have dominion over molecular forms. My instrument allows me to control the molecular intelligence of a fungus or a bacterium or, or a virus. And why would you want to do that with a fungus? Yes, many fungi are pathogenic, cause disease or, or cause some type of medical condition or simply make us uncomfortable. So if you will, I target microbes, what are considered to be pathogens, disease causing. Now to be very clear, this is a new science in which I don't work with people. I work with the force field of people. And I deliver the energy to the photograph, the force field, meaning what? It's not a biological process. It's a quantum process. And on account of the fact it's only information quantum, I never have a biological consequence. There is no die-off. There is no toxic shock. There's no Herxheimer. You don't have a rash. You, you can't develop any uh, sweaty palms. There's no inflammation. So we're, we are beyond the physical realm. I want to make that very clear. I am working in the spirit or the aura. When I work with people through their photograph, I access their aura. So, Tom, it's like, so what I'm hearing is it's, it's literally an energy clearing. Yes, yes it is. Yes, it okay, is. So, it, so it clears that energetic signature so that that can no longer impact you. Yes. Okay. So I love this so much. It's fascinating to me because, of course, we hear about things like, let's say, chakra clearing. We hear about things like Reiki energy. We hear about things like, oh gosh, you name it. There's many things that I think are very similar that talk about clearing an energy or clearing even an entity. And this is, I just have to laugh because we had chosen the mortification card and that too is that clearing. But what you're talking about is the way that we really are able to achieve health by removing some of these energetic signatures that are causing dis-ease in the body. Yes, exactly. And then in doing so, we actually return to our original blueprint. Yes, brilliant. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So to be clear, it's an energy field that we don't want. If, if there's a pathogen, a fungus, or a virus, if you will, we simply clear the energy field. We reduce the energy field to a state of chaos. So the energy field ceases to exist. Well, the upshot is you no longer have that disease pattern. You no longer have that disease signal. So I like the word you're using, clearing. So it's not, a, again, a biological process. It's quantum. I love it. Okay. This is so fascinating. So tell me about the types of people that come to you. I'm imagining and I'm making up that they have already tried pretty much everything is that, <laughs> and come to you maybe as a last resort. Yes. 
I think your audience will appreciate this. I've been working with people in India. There's an HIV AIDS clinic called Own Prakash. And the people from India have sent me by email their photographs. By the way, I've never stepped foot in India. So by working with their photographs, everybody who at one time was HIV positive from this clinic in Delhi, India, is now telling me they no longer have a viral load. I've worked with over 5,000 people at the Om Prakash Clinic in Delhi, India, only by way of their photograph. Now, most of these people, I've, I don't know their name. And I, frankly, I, I like people, if they want to retain their anonymity, sure, it's a private matter. But after I've worked with these people, some people have gone as far as to have a follow-up PCR test for the HIV virus. And every person who had a follow-up PCR test for the HIV virus, if they've submitted that PCR test to me, the test result is not detected. No viral load for HIV. Now, out of 5,000 people that I've worked with at this HIV clinic in Delhi, India, everybody is telling me that they feel better. And those who, again, who went as far as to have a, a checkup with their physician or or had a laboratory report for a polymerase chain reaction test, all of those test results now are no viral load. So great. And and how does that make you feel to hear this? I mean, you obviously, Tom, you've been working with this energy, you know its power, but what is it like to be able to help people at this level? It's just incredible. I'm glad you asked that. Every morning that I get up, I have hundreds of thousands of photographs that I work now, to put this into perspective, because I work with groups around the world, this morning I work with half a million photographs. So I want your audience to understand we can miniaturize the photograph, and the photographs can be placed 100 photographs, 200 photographs on a piece of paper. After doing this now publicly for 12 years, on a regular basis, I am working with half a million photographs, balancing their chakras, identifying microbes, clearing, eliminating those microbes. It's just, it's such a, a great privilege. I thank God for the privilege, but it's an incredible responsibility. I have half a million photographs every morning that I have to treat. Yeah. And Tom, does the treatment period come to a close? Like, what do you recommend in terms of people, you know, like the length of time they work with you? And then tell us a little bit about what the investment to do this is, because I'm sure that there are many people listening right now who would love to give this a shot, but I'm sure they're probably nervous about the price or about, well, what happens if I need to stop? How long do they do this for? We leave it up to people. And uh, to be clear, I'm not a medical professional, so I allow people to diagnose themselves and make that decision. Number two, on account of the fact that the instruments are custom built, nobody's ever done this before. So this is, if you will, version territory for everybody. So I allow people to make those decisions. Number three, I always tell people to go to our website and sign up for the 15 days of free session. I want everybody in the world to at least have one free session and let person, let the individual decide how they feel. And after that, if you want to become a paying member, it's $89 a month. Just call our support desk. We have people answering the phone seven days a week, and we'll walk you through the process. So it, I think it's very affordable. That, that's $3 a day. 
for a month. We work with people for a 30-day payment installment. The point of my research is to get the word out, to share my discoveries. I think what I have discovered has worldwide implications. And working through this grassroots effort, and again, thank you, Monica, for the interview, this is how we promulgate. This is how we can, if you will, get the word out and at least encourage people to look at this new energetic clearing. It's so powerful. It always works because we're working with energy. There's no human obstacle, and it's painless. And, I mean, if somebody wanted to come to you with a specific problem, you can target that specific problem. Is that correct? Let me say, this is what we do with our standardized sessions. We have the ability with our standardized session to seek out, to identify over 400,000 species of pathogens, Mm 400,000 species of pathogens, and eradicate remove, clear those 400,000 species of pathogens. So in, in that perspective, we're able to work with what I would call many problems, health problems, what some people call medical conditions. Per se, it's, I'm not working with a medical condition. I'm working with the energy that's responsible for the medical condition. So what am I getting at? I don't work with symptoms. I work with the energy field that caused the disease to begin with. And that energy field is able to be detected on a person's photograph. It's a new way of looking at science. Again, this is not the physical approach where you're working with people. You're working with their aura or their energy field on a photograph, and you're clearing the disease on the photograph. Yeah, I have to tell you, and and I'm going to share a little bit about my own story here. You know, I too had really gone to allopathic doctors. And there's a time and a place, I think, for allopathic doctors. So I'm not interested in undermining doctors out there that make a difference. The issue that I had that I think so many people have is that the the variety of symptoms that I had were so complicated. And so at the time, I think that I was probably experiencing some kind of pathogenic load, viral load, probably some form of Lyme disease. I had like fibromyalgia type uh, symptoms, chronic hormone issues. So it was a cascade of different things that were just really making me miserable. And in fact, created a massive health crisis that I kind of talk about on my show a lot, this dark night of the soul that put me in bed for about nine months. And no doctor seemed to be able to help me. And so that was when I really started looking into energy medicine. And I had the opportunity to work with many practitioners over the years. And slowly but surely, I started to understand. It's almost like my biggest hurdle was my cognitive dissonance, actually. But even that wasn't getting in the way of me receiving the benefits of the energy clearings that I was getting. And I think it's really, really hard for people who have been in a mainstream medical mindset to really get their heads around this. 
but it's actually such a gift. And I think that the more we can understand the world from this energetic signature perspective and understand that literally everything is a vibration, everything is energy. Yes, yes. And so it's really powerful. In fact, there's some great individuals out there who make this information so digestible. So I think Eileen McCusick is one of them. She talks about, I forget the name of her book in this moment, but she does a lot with tuning forks and she actually can clear energy fields with tuning forks, reaching different vibrations. She's figured out all of these different anatomy of the energetic body. And so I'm sure you're very, very familiar with this, Tom, because it's you've been a pioneer in your own work with all of this. But I get curious about the fact that, you know, is that a barrier that you have to overcome with people who kind of can't suspend their disbelief? It, it is a barrier. And how do you overcome that? Well, you tell people, look at the results that we're having. Look at our testimonies. And then once you understand that this is of merit, then people sometimes can back engineer it and say, well, if this is energy and it's capable of producing these results, then let's go back to the science, what I'm telling people, that it's all instructions. It's all some type of energy instruction. And everything in the world, I don't care if it's your hand or your home or your refrigerator, everything has a particular energy, if you will, signature or aura, or force field. Once people realize that, then their defenses come down, and then people say, well, you're right. Energy is everywhere. Energy can do everything. Again, the first principle, the fundamental cause of the universe is energy, light. Nothing precedes light. Light is the first principle. And if we look at that first principle, and you can control scalar light, and you can have some type of dominion over nature. And some of the subtle, even physical changes that you talk about people experiencing, even in the first few weeks, are things like uh, changes to texture in their skin, enhanced vision. For those of you out there who, you know, turned 40 like me and suddenly <laughs> needed a pair of glasses. Also, clearing of the respiratory tract, you do mention, and I love, I have to tell you, Tom, one of the things that I've loved so much about working with this energy is are the daily emails. I love them. I love that you're educating your audience every day. So for my listener, Tom, in exchange for doing a podcast episode, and even, you know, he just volunteered it for me to try it. And you all have the opportunity to do this in a 15-day trial. And I highly recommend you do because the first few days, I got to tell you, Tom, like I had this incredible like root energy come up in me. It was, whoa, like what is happening? And I would get on the phone with my brother and I'd say, hey, how are you feeling today? He's like, pretty damn good today. And then actually a weekend, we did have a little bit of, I had some detoxing symptoms or what I felt like was some detoxing symptoms, but I continue to feel really good as, you know, and it's really interesting because part of it for me too is, 
you know, understanding each day in these bite sized chunks, you know, where you might be giving me an email today and it's on minerals. And there's like a few things in there. It's really digestible. It's easy for me to see like, what are the essential minerals? How do those minerals get disrupted? How does using the scalar energy help to rebalance those minerals? And then you teach us something new every day that we're using this energy. And I just, I'm really impressed with that. How did that kind of come to be? Thank you for that. It's very necessary. If you're going to teach people, you have to communicate. And you have to be able either by email or as I'm doing today by podcast. Again, this is all groundbreaking. So I've spent my life not only developing the instruments, developing the technique, but writing articles. You know, to, to be quite candid, it's all on me. There's very few scalar energy researchers out there. There is no textbook I can rely upon. So I have to present this to the world, if you will. Thank you for those of you in the listening audience. If you've ever wanted to be on the, uh, the ground floor of a movement, this is it, people. These instruments can work with millions of people a day. And the, if you will, the salubrious effects that we're having, that paints the picture. This might be a great time to segue into your vision for this because certainly the level that you're getting to, <laughs> you had talked earlier about the just responsibility that you feel each morning. Is your goal to train other scientists to do this type of thing and to help them build these machines? Eventually, I'm going to have to train many people how to do this. I'm 63 years of age now. The key is this. Who wants to spend 10, 20, 30 years learning this science? Who really has that, that time frame or at least that mindset to make this a career? I have. This is all I do. There is no hobby. There is no second career. This is it. So I welcome everybody. But if, if we look through history, I could name off maybe 10 scalar energy researchers who had instruments who were able to control the scalar energy spectrum. They're all gone. They're all deceased. So right now, I don't know of anybody who's continuing on with the work of Nikola Tesla. Wow, wow, wow. Yes. And from what I understand, and it's not a lot that I understand, but from what I do understand, Nikola Tesla, what he did and and his research is all open source, correct? And it can be used in multiple different ways. Yes. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. But you have to understand what he's doing. That's the key. And I'm not being facetious. Tesla was so brilliant. I don't understand what he was doing. He had hundreds of inventions. And frankly, where are where are those inventions now? Some of them have been suppressed. But he was so prolific. You have to catch up to him, what he did. Yeah, he was so prolific, wasn't he? I mean, a lot of people are catching up. And to your point, you know, a lot of people also believe that Nikola Tesla, his work was poo-pooed and very much suppressed for my listener, right? We've all, we've all seen this happen, you know, cancel culture, sh being shadow banned, being suppressed. It was no different in those days, but it was just, I mean, it was no different, but it was a whole lot different because, of course, we didn't have the widespread way to 
share information the way that we do today. But it's really interesting. The things that I have read about Nikola Tesla is obviously he was a genius. And really what he was doing was he was tapping into this free energy that really gave people the ability to use this energy in ways such as you're doing to achieve remarkable breakthroughs. And if you're saying, if what you're saying is that his research has barely been used yet, then it's probably true that the more people that get their hands on it and the more people that work with it, new possibilities will arise in terms of what we're capable of as a human species. Exactly. Again, to go back earlier today in my laboratory, I was working with half a million photographs. And we're, if you will, we're, we are becoming very well known in North America and eventually throughout the world. So what does that mean? Well, these instruments that I work with could easily work with 10, 20, 30 million photographs a day. Now, keep in mind, we transcend time and space. A photograph right, is not bound by time and space. So, frankly, it's easy. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to be flippant about the matter. If somebody gave me 20 million photographs in one day, I could treat those 20 million photographs with relative ease. Now, what does that mean to the world? Well, that's gargantuan. Again, it's, it's free. Everybody has a photograph by way of their cell phone. It's free energy. I don't need satellites. I don't need, a, if you will, a windmill farm. So this is going to be the future of energy and the future of quantum healing. And then we'll move on. We'll develop ways to use this energy for telecommunications, for travel. It's endless. It's endless. It is. It's unlimited. We're going into a, a new age, an age of prosperity, an age of peace, in which we're no longer bound by scarcity. I never have to deal with scarcity. Any economic model, you have to consider scarcity. Well. I work with sunlight and starlight. There's no scarcity of stars. When did you realize, give me a, a couple of your eureka moments where you were like, where even you yourself couldn't believe it. Back in 1993 and 1994, I was experimenting with the Hieronymus family. They were actually in Georgia at that time. They're all deceased. But, and I had a cold. I had nasal congestion. And I started working with the instrument and within five minutes, all of my bacterial congestion, all of my my stuffy lungs, my congested lungs cleared up in five minutes. So I said to myself, not only does this work, but I can pinpoint a bacterium, a virus, a fungus, and I could obliterate it, remove it, clear it, call it what you will, within a short period of time. I was convinced. Then I started working with my friends and they likewise had these great effects. They likewise had favorable testimonies. Now, keep in mind, I'm only working with photographs. There's no in-person session. So here I am. I've discovered this, this technique of using photographs so that we could work with the force field of a person. It's painless. It's simple. And we're beyond the biology of the body. You know, I give a great deal of respect to the medical community, they have to deal with the biology of the body. I don't have to worry about chemical reactions. I'm above those chemical reactions. I deal with light, energy. That's perfect. I don't have to worry about biological, biochemical consequences. 
I'm just, I'm sure there are people who sit there just in silence, just trying to get their, you know, neurons to connect in their brain because it's just so outside of the realm of what we're used to hearing. So, you know, excuse me for taking a pause every few minutes to just be like, that's remarkable. That's remarkable. And of course, I have experienced this myself in many different ways. I also have a dear friend and healer, many dear friends who are also healers, who work with energetic signatures in little glass vials. I also work with Stella Eisenstein, who uses what she calls resonant attention, but it's also in the realm of energy. And she too has figured out how to help people heal in group settings, actually, through energetic resonance. So there's many kind of approaches to this. But what I love about the scalar energy is that Literally, you're getting kind of a daily dose if you're doing the monthly program. And how does that work in terms, Tom, of the the entire spectrum? If I were to work with you, let's say, over the course of an entire year, 12 months, what kinds of things might I experience? And also caveat... I understand that we're not to use words, you know, or promises, or we need to disclaim that we're not medical professionals. Yes, good point. So this is from feedback, from testimony of people. Let's say somebody does work with me for a year. Invariably, their sleep is a very meaningful, deep sleep without interruption because we balance their brainwaves. The energy, scalar light, balances brainwaves in the chakras. So people have a very good rest of sleep. Sleep is necessary to recuperate, to rebuild. So their sleep pattern changes. Many people say they're happier. People have a different outlook in life. I've had some people say that scalar light sessions help them with depression or anxiety. Some people say they no longer are depressed and they don't have those deep, dark night of the souls that they used to. Invariably, Others say that their facial complexion has improved. Why? Well, we are imparting, if you will, minerals, vitamins, antioxidants, etc., micronutrients 22 hours a day. And when your body is, if you will, through this aura process, your skin will show a sense it's vibrant. You don't have as many wrinkles. Your skin, you might have more color to your cheeks. Many people say that their fingernails are stronger. Well, that's a great indication because it's hard for people to get nutrients to their fingernails through the circulatory system. Mm -hmm. But with light, we don't depend upon the circulatory system. We simply flood the body with light. And so scalar light will deliver nutrients to the fingernails. And many people attest to the fact that their fingernails have never been stronger, that they no longer have brittle fingernails. Well, that's a great indication, again, because you know it's, it's hard to receive the proper nutrition, especially to address brittle fingernails. Others will say that their hair is growing. If you have the proper nutrition, you're, you're going to start growing hair. 
it's interesting, right? Because that you're right, there's a, the micro circulation is first to go just that getting cold hands and, and feet, the extremities, the graying hair, the dried out skin, the dehydration. These are all in fact, some people have said that aging is, in fact, a process of dehydration. You know, I don't know if you agree with that sentiment. But it's again, when you're working in this realm of energy, and you're coming at it from this perspective of, does this card apply the the kind of alchemical mortification, the getting rid of or disintegrating everything that is not inherently natural to the body? And then in which case the body itself is now restoring its own natural health and vitality. It's homeostasis. That's what we're arriving at. Energy will produce a state of perfection, homeostasis. And that's where we're going with this. Scale energy doesn't degrade. So you're in the steady state. You're in the state of homeostasis. You're in the perfect state, as opposed to degrading, as opposed to free radical damage, as opposed to suffering from poor nutrition, as opposed to being beset, if you will, by viruses and bacteria. So with energy, we can solve these problems. Remember, energy is king. The supreme force in the universe is energy. And everything is guided by energy, scalar energy. So we're at the top of the pyramid, people. We decide nature. Now, have you noticed patterns, Tom, between the things women come to you saying that they would like to see more of in their lives than men? Yes. uh, Per se, for instance, we have a female hormone program in which women will say, look, I'm having hot flashes. How can you help me? I'm having, if you will, pre-menopause. How can you help? So we're able to take a woman's photograph and download pregnenolone, estrone, various female hormones, and that helps this woman energetically to reduce hot flashes. They're less irritable. Their memory improves. They have a a kinder disposition. Again, they're not so irritable. All of this is done by a way of a photograph interface. And we have so many favorable reports with the female hormone therapy that apparently it works. I'm not a female, but the gals are saying, yes, it works. Some women sign up for a year-long session because they want to, if you will, avoid that hormonal fluctuation. Other women who, who are uh, still of childbearing years tell me that the female hormone therapy gives them a regular menstruation. They don't have the pain with menstruation because we've taken out the discomfort, apparently. By having the proper balance of female hormones, we have a normal and a periodic, if you will, menstruation. Amazing. Okay. So a couple more questions. You've been so amazing. And I have to say, like, I feel like I've been rapid firing you questions now for almost an hour, but I want to check in about the COVID whole, just anything that you want to offer or say about what COVID was all about from an energetic perspective. I have family and friends that were on the program at the beginning of the pandemic in 2020, and they're still on it. Not one of us. Now, this is hundreds of families and 
family, friends, relatives, etc. Not one of us had to go to the hospital. Not one of us. Not one of us. So those who are under my care, even though I'm, I'm sure we caught the COVID-19 virus, on a daily basis, I can pinpoint the signature for COVID and eradicate, clear it. And that's what I did. And I proved that in my laboratory. So the point being is look at my track record with my close family that I could monitor. Nobody had shortness of breath. I'm sure we caught it. I mean, it was, it's, it's impossible if you live in the modern day world not, not to catch this virus, but we were all fine. We had sniffles. I'm sure we had immune response. I think I caught COVID, frankly, because I felt, I felt different. I, I had an immune response that was unique. I didn't have belabored breathing. I, I wasn't tired. I wasn't hacking. And did you notice anything about COVID that was different in its energetic signature? No. To me, when I'm working with energy, it's so simple. It boils down to, do you have that signature or do you not? My instrument could okay. pick up the COVID-19 signature. And again, working exclusively by way of energy, uh, it's either yes or no. And I picked up the COVID-19 signature. It does have a signature, and I could eradicate the signature. Now, after that, now, biologically, which I don't work with, there are many symptoms. But I, I don't get into symptoms because I only work with the essence or the force field of the virus. Okay. Okay. So interesting. Okay. Now, is there anything, Tom, that I have not asked that you think is important to our listener? You know, the day is coming. Nikola Tesla was able to illuminate light bulbs with his scalar energy engine. And I can do that locally now. I can illuminate a light bulb in my laboratory. Okay. And so for my listener, he's literally, is that like a little tube behind you? It's almost like yeah. a like a cylindrical tube. It's a, it's, yeah? it's a Tesla coil. Yeah. It's a Tesla coil. Okay. It's a Tesla coil and he's literally holding a light bulb near it and the light bulb is is going on. And I want to make this clear. Scale energy can be used anywhere. Nothing can impede its motion. Even a block of wood cannot stop scale energy from illuminating a light bulb. Amazing. So in my laboratory, if I hold up a block of wood in front of my instrument, I can still illuminate a light bulb. The light, scale light, passes through the block of wood. Incredible. Okay. So where can my listener go to find out more about you and sign up for their free first 15 days with you? It's scalarlight.com, S-C-A-L-A-R, scalarlight.com. I encourage everybody, read the articles on the website. There's hundreds of articles. You can look at our 4,000 testimonies and then try it. Just email us your photograph. Any photograph will do. The age of the photograph does not matter. You'll see a difference. It's, it's, in, it's inevitable. Why? Because I'm working with energy. Nothing can stop the energy. A block of wood cannot stop the energy. A brick wall cannot stop the energy. And as I think Monica and her family can attest, they feel the advantageous effect of the energy. That's right. And Tom... What about those that are interested in learning more about potentially learning from you? Do you have some kind of a study program that you're going to offer or for young scientists? Or First and foremost, I would suggest you read Nikola Tesla later in his life. 
don't leave early in his life when he was working with electricity. If you want to be an electrician, study Tesla in the first half of his life. If you want to follow scale energy, study Tesla in the latter part of his life. Now, okay. as far as contacting me, if you're really interested, reach out to our support desk on our website and contact me. But I'll be very clear, and actually Sarah Hieronymus, the, the wife of the inventor, she told me, she said, Tom, if you get into this, this is work. This is hard work. Why? Everything has to be discovered. We're still on the basement floor. There is no, there's no other assistant. There's nobody to help. You either do it or you don't. There is no college classroom. You are the one. You will be the only researcher. I am the only researcher pursuing this right now. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Okay. Any other, yes, to the, but is there a specific book of Nikola Tesla that they should pick up that you recommend? Uh, he, he wrote a, a, a 1899. He has notes from his research in Colorado Springs. I would recommend that. And then I would recommend other books that show his inventions. Very good. Well, it's been a total pleasure to talk to you, Tom. I've really enjoyed our session today. I've really enjoyed your gift of the scalar light energy. It's just been so cool to learn more about you. And I'm so pleased to be able to bring your work and your technology to my audience. So I'll be sure to put all of your links in the show notes, including the 15-day free trial, the link if you want to go directly there. But even if you just go right to Tom's website, you're going to be invited to start with a 15-day free trial before you sign up as as a customer. So you get a good understanding of what this feels like. So I recommend it. Do it. I'm loving it. And more to be revealed. Thanks again, Tom. My pleasure. Thank you, we hope you enjoyed this episode for more information please visit us at jointherevelation.com and be sure to download our free gift subscribe to our mailing list or leave us a review on itunes we thank you for your generous listening and as always more to be revealed